because it's not just enough to purvey pretty pictures online. It's not just enough Mm -hmm. to show the product. We have to sell the product and we have to sell more specifically our brand and our Mm -hmm. services in purveying the product. Hey, travel advisors, you are listening to the Travel Biz CEO podcast by Kinship Travel Academy. It's not enough to just love travel. You need to have the appropriate business systems, marketing strategies, and mindset tune-ups and coaching to make it in this business and step into the role of CEO. That's why we focus on all three. We are Wendy, Ashley, and Crystal, your hosts of Travel Biz CEO and the founders of Kinship Travel Academy. We are three travel advisors that saw a glaring need in the travel industry, the need to look at the whole advisor. Through our own travel business journeys, we all joined communities and signed up for courses and masterminds to help push us to the next level. And all of them ended up falling short of our expectations. That's why we started Kinship Travel Academy, where we focus on the mind, body, and soul for the marketing, business operations, and mindset of a travel advisor. It's a program for modern travel advisors created by modern travel advisors. Welcome to the next chapter of the travel industry. everybody. Crystal here. I am joined by Dana, who has become a very lovely friend and a travel industry colleague. We're here today to talk about how to take your quotes from just a quote to sales. How many of us have sent out quotes over the years doing this and what you hear back is what crickets? It's the worst. Like what the heck? Where did they go? They just ghosted me and they wasted all my time and we get super frustrated. So before we go any further, Dana, say hi. Hello. Introduce yourself, Hello. please. Hi. My name is Dana Zipasak. I have been in the travel industry for eight years. I've been an independent contractor for multiple agency, uh, a couple, multiple, a couple agencies. <laughs> I have also spent time training new agents. Now I have a business where I actually teach agents how to learn the marketing and sales language to convert their followers and their potential clients into clients. I was a Spanish teacher before I was a travel agent, mm-hmm. so... It's a nice melding of the two professions. I get to teach again, and it's also breaking down language, which is what I spent 10 years of my life doing. I always heard it was like, if you have the heart of a teacher, you have the patience and the ability to break things down and explain things in such a way to that so other people can understand. Because I think a lot of the industry education out there, and I'm using air quotes, she and I are on Zoom <laughs> right now, so she can see it, but you can't. A lot of the industry education out there tells you all the things you should do, but the taking that extra step to break it down and say, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. And how do we get there? And this is the language we need to use to make it happen is just a really special thing. I think a lot of our training is so supplier centric. Yes. When you sign one as an agent, it's like, do the supplier training, do the supplier training. You need to get into the portal. Unless you have a business background or unless you have a background in marketing, everything else is kind of just winging it. I was winging it for years. And then I started figuring out what I was doing right. And then that's how I trained other people. Someone said to me, uh, I guess it was a while ago, said, well, marketing is a language. I was like, yes, it is. (laughs) I realized, yes, there's a language to how we can market and engage with people and not 
be that car salesman or to make sure that we are communicating that booking with us is different than booking with Orbitz or booking online. There's a difference between what I know and what an algorithm knows or what a computer knows. Right. Because you're not just a booking agent that's doing a search to try and find the room. You're advising on the right fit all the processes that go along with it, it's an actual service. And I think people Mm -hmm. forget that, that you actually are a service provider and not a booking agent. Yeah, you're you're right. Mm -hmm. People sign into this industry and we're sold, oh, you love travel. You should just sell travel. We forget (laughs) that there's this whole other side of it to running a business, including actually bringing people into the business. How do you make the sales to grow Mm -hmm. your client list? How do you market your business? Mm -hmm. It's all of these things that are missing. What I love is, so Dana teaches this step-by-step quoting and closing process in her program. She runs a, and we're going to link all of this in the show notes, but she runs a Facebook group called Stop Missing Out on Travel Sales. She runs all these things and actually talks about the language that you can use to ask for the sale, because it's not just enough to purvey pretty pictures online. It's not just enough Mm -hmm. to show the product. We have to sell the product and we have to sell more specifically our brand and our Mm -hmm. services in purveying the product. That's not taught enough in our industry. This is a little bit off of talking about the sales strategies, but also something I see a lot is especially right now with the post-COVID suppliers are giving us so many, you know, we're getting opportunities to go and experience destinations. People, I, 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 you know, I follow a lot of travel agents, a lot of travel agents, and I love them all dearly, but there's a way of using these events to build business or to build an influencer status. We need to build a business, not be influencers. Mm -hmm. People are writing oh, look at me, I'm, you know, on this cruise. Well, what is you being on the cruise? How does that help your client? So we have to think. And like, you know, that's why we have a personal business, a personal Facebook page. You post all the pictures you want. You can make your friends jealous. But like on the business group or on the business page, it needs to be phrased in a way that the client can see why this is benefiting them. Yep. What I mean, that's another thing I like to teach is, how to make your experiences turn into booking, yes. not just people saying, I want to be an agent. No, you're right. I think a lot of people think, oh, you're a travel agent. So you get to like travel for free, which sometimes is the case, but also all the free travel in the world that suppliers give you are not going to make you a profitable business. And at the end of the day, we all want profitable businesses. So I always tell members, you need to answer the question. So what? So what? Mm-hmm. Take it to the next step, connect the dots for your audience because they won't naturally connect it on their own. Nope. You get less than three seconds for someone to really be affected by anything you post. If it's not in the first couple words or, oh, she's just posting from the beach again. Lucky her. Yeah. (laughs) Must be nice. How many yes, times have we heard nice. that? Must be nice. Yes. That's a whole nother, oh, whole nother that's a whole topic. Other podcast we're going to have. I know that really is. That really is. Today, I wanted to talk about <laughs> the three things that agents do that make them miss out on sales. Like my group is stopped missing out on sales. Three things we do in the sales process. And it goes back to us starting in the industry. Nobody tells you this is how you do it. I remember my very first client was one of my neighbors. This just tells you how I business and my personality. A friend of mine and one of my neighbors 
she posted on Facebook that she saw this Groupon deal for Jamaica. <laughs> Me, I had literally just signed my contract like two days before. <laughs> I had no idea anything about Jamaica. But <laughs> I was like, well, sure, this, sure. I told her, I said, this is a scam. This not a scam, but I said, this doesn't look very nice. Like, you know, you pay for what you get when you go to another country. Mm-hmm. So I got her to book with a, with a different resort and all and book with me. But I just called it out and I said, but I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea when I went to book, I was like, what do I have to do? There's no training for it. There's no, there was no, there just wasn't. But I'll never forget. I was like, Beth, you, you can't, you can't book that. Let me take care of you. And I knew I could service her better than Groupon. But again, it was going by instinct. There was no, there was no manual. There was no guidebook. There was just here, here's your contract. Here are your lot. Here's your login for VAX have fun. And that's how a lot of us start. Now, some agencies have great onboarding and great training. It's not everywhere. A lot, and a right, lot of agencies totally now, mm-hmm. a lot of agencies now are offering it. That's amazing. So many are still just thrown to the wolves, especially the sales with the sales process. Well, the first area where a lot of agents, I think, skip or they don't do enough of is qualifying. Qualifying a new client, qualifying a lead. A lead can come in the form of a direct message, a text message, an email, a quote request form, an inquiry form, all these things. If you get an, a lead like that, don't you dare make a quote. Don't you dare. Mm-hmm. Even if you have dates and ages and dates of birth, don't go to a quote yet. Do not because you're skipping a step. You have to qualify. Qualifying means that you are getting down to the experience you want your client to have on resort. Like for example, if you are selling a beaches resort, I'm going to use this example from my son. So if you're selling a resort uh, that has different levels of service, they have the butler level, they have the entry level. If you're there, and you know, of course there's different views and everything. If you're there and your client's there and they see that, oh, there's these resorts, these rooms right on the beach. And they have a butler bringing them stuff. How come, how do we get into that? And they're in this entry level room. So in a week, in two weeks, we're going to be just Turks and Caicos. And I, I'm going for a fam, but my husband and son are coming along as well. So I booked them their own entry level room because with the fam, I couldn't bring guests. So I just booked them their own rooms. That way, you know, everybody, <laughs> you, know, you know, everybody's legit now. I told them, I said, you're having your own vacation. I'm working the first three days. You're not going to see me. My son goes to me. He's like, you're not going to see us. <laughs> <laughs> Good for him. He's like, entry level room. Does that mean the cheapest room? I said, yeah. He's like, our view is going to suck. <laughs> he's not wrong. He's not wrong. But I said, child, you're going to Turks and Caicos. And you're not wrong. Yeah, but that's, that's how, but see, he's a child. I, I, he's nine. I've been doing this since he was in diapers. Mm -hmm. So he has grown up with me in the travel agents in the travel business. So he knows entry level means bad view. It means Mm -hmm. no Butler. (laughs) It means all those things. Our clients though, they just see a price. They don't know what that experience is. Yes. They don't have the benefit of having a mom who works in the travel industry and knowing different things. Our clients are coming into this blind and not until they get on property. If you're just giving them the lowest price, they get there, they get the Turks and Caicos and they see the beach butlers and like, wait a second, where's our butler? Dana, where is our butler? 
Well, and then they miss out on an experience. You guys, FOMO is a real thing on vacation. Like people really don't want to be left out of the experience, but they didn't know it was an option or exactly. a lot of times people will assume those options to upgrade are so beyond their budget or their price range, because a lot of us will think Butler service and they'll think, oh, that's a 20 grand vacation. My budget won't even allow for that, Mm -hmm. but we know better and we know, Mm -hmm. and we have the ability to give people what they, not just what they want, but also what they need and what they are Mm -hmm. really desiring and looking for. Yeah. A lot of times they'll upgrade on property. Like they'll see it and they'll upgrade. How much lost commission is that for me? That's a lot of lost commission. That's why this qualifying process, before you even issue a quote, before you do anything, it's so important to take the time on the phone. Now, if I know a lot of clients right now are not phone people, much prefer text or email. Go back and forth on email. I prefer email over text because then I have a, a documentation trail. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you just have to do this. Sometimes you just have to do what they want to do because mm-hmm. that's just how, how it is. Ask those questions. You have to educate them on what the resort is like or where they want to go is like. Then pull in, okay, well, do they want this or they want that? Do they mm-hmm. want, would you prefer a room that is larger but has a garden view or a smaller room, but it has an ocean view? What kind of view do you want? Because sometimes people are like, I don't really care about the view until they get there. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, why is my view this, this dumpster? I'm like, well, because you chose the standard view. <laughs> That's what the standard view is. Yeah. And I even, like, in my quotes too, I even put view. Standard view equals parking lot view equals, it's the view that nobody want, nobody requests. Yeah. It's the lowest price. So if you don't care, then that's one thing, but tell me if you care about this. And some people will, and some people won't. It, there's different priorities oh, yeah, absolutely. across the board. And I think that asking that question and really understanding it, it's funny because my husband and I booked an Alaska cruise next year. We're doing a Disney cruise with the kids. And we actually had this argument, is the view important? And we like went back oh, and it forth. is in Alaska. And, and that's what I had told him. I said, I really think in Alaska in particular, because we've done Disney cruises, but we've done inside cabins because the mm-hmm. view wasn't as important. We spent most of the time out of the room. And so it was like a really like serious conversation mm-hmm. back and forth of does the view matter this time? Does it not? I, I was telling you the story of, I just hired a Disney agent to plan our family Disney vacation. And she was asking me the questions of, What's more important, the room or your experiences? Because a lot of people give us an overall budget of 8,000, 10,000, 7,000, 6,000, you know, whatever it is. Well, you and I all know that that we have to work within a budget. That's their entire budget. Mm -hmm. But one, people don't know what things cost usually. I certainly didn't when I came to planning Mm -hmm. this Disney trip. I had no idea where to even begin to budget for a Disney World trip for a family of four. So that's one thing that we have to educate people on a realistic Mm -hmm. budget and help set those expectations because people are willing to usually bump if they know that Mm -hmm. the possibility for more is there, or they know that Mm -hmm. that their particular budget won't get them that far. Or they have to modify the number of days. Say you put in a quote request for your Disney trip. Somebody just acted like a computer and gave you a quote right back. Like didn't, didn't qualify you at all. Just gave you some random option. If one of the options was $12,000, you're like, 
I can't afford Disney. Goodbye. Well, and to really be able to ask the question and what I love so much about this agent was she actually asked the question. She goes, what's more important, Crystal? Is it your room? Is it the pools? Because we told her we wanted to do like just Mm -hmm. a day relaxing in between because I've got two Mm -hmm. small kids and going hard multiple days in a row sounds terrible to me. (laughs) And she goes, well, what's more important, the pool or the the food or the experiences, you know, to be able to like pay to do extra things on property, like Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. By the way, guys, I didn't even know all the things I didn't know about Disney. Can I just like throw that out there? <laughs> it's a little scary. It's scary. Yeah. You all Disney agents don't even charge enough for all the knowledge that you guys know about. <laughs> but but I, I didn't know what I didn't know. And to walk me through all of that and educate me about, you could work in this budget, it would put you in this property, but I actually think based on everything that you've told me today, this is a better fit for you. And this is why these are two other options. And it's going to push you a little bit beyond your budget, man. She upsold me, <laughs> but she call. was listening to what you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Before I knew it. Yeah. I had increased my budget by like $1,500 without even blinking mm-hmm. an eye because I didn't even know that was an option to me. Oh yeah. To be yeah, able that's to why do. The, the budget question is such a loaded question. I don't even have it on my request form. Somebody's just picking a number. And if they have a hard budget, they will make it known that they have a hard budget. But if somebody's just looking and curious because they don't know what a Disney vacation entails, that's a big thing. Definitely qualifying is so important. And it's something that a lot of agents skip over. It's the reason why people don't book with them. A lot of people say, well, people say they can just book it online. Why would they book with me? Well, if you're just doing the exact same thing that the algorithm or the machine, if the machine, how old do I say <laughs> <laughs> that the computer the machine. can just do? Yeah, the machine, the you know, magical website. If you're only doing that, you're not asking them questions that'll get them into what they want, mm-hmm. then why would they book with you? And that's a hard thing to say because you want to show them that you're valuable mm-hmm. and that your knowledge is valuable. But if you're just spitting things back at them, numbers and rooms and categories and all that without any sort of context or any sort of education, they're going to book on their own because they're like, well, okay, why am I going to give this stranger my credit card? All right. That's qualifying. So then we go over to following up. I know these statistics shock you. And I have to say, I didn't make up these. I have, there's this article called tenacity results in sales by Robert Clay of marketing wisdom. W-I-Z-D-O-M. So this is an article I have it printed out in front of me because I can't remember numbers. He says that different studies carried out at different times, different places by different. So he's, you know, he's doing like an overall summary. It's not like just one study or that Mm -hmm. study. I'm married to a medicinal chemist. So like when I reference statistics and studies, I have to give my sources. (laughs) I'm like, well, this isn't one study, but... Oh yeah. Um, I love that actually. Where's the peer review? Where's the peer reviewed research? (laughs) So take this as just somebody who's observed. Okay. 80% of non-routine sales occur only after at least five follow-ups, five follow-ups. How many times are you following up with your people? Oh, definitely not, not enough. If it's five, I didn't know this when I started. I mean, I maybe remembered to follow up once. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> but they had the quote, if they wanted the book, they could come back. I stopped to think, I'm like, how many more clients would I have 
if I did this earlier, I'm like, I'm very fortunate. I have lots of, lots of clients. So I'm, I'm happy, but I'm like, man, where would I be if I implemented this eight years ago? I'm collectively feeling the cringe of listeners right now at that thought. So, you know, guys, it's okay. From here forward, five touch points. Yeah. Five touch points. Now here's the statistics that he goes on to review. Again, not peer reviewed and not from an official study, but <laughs> we're going to just go with the statistics here. 44% of salespeople give up after one no. 44% give up after one no. That's almost half. 22% give up after two no's. 12% give up after four no's. So that's 92% altogether. 14% also give up three no's, but numbers all go together. But 92% of salespeople give up after four no's. That leaves 8%. 8% of people go the extra mile. That puts into good context because I think the number one thing I hear from agents is I need more clients. But if only 8% in general of salespeople are following up appropriately to take that across the finish line, Mm -hmm. no wonder we're all No wonder, yep. Goes back to we weren't trained, we weren't told this stuff. Nobody yeah, suppliers me don't mention that in their training about the room category. No, they don't. No, no, they just want you to know what this category is meant. And nothing again, we do need to know those things. Yeah. We do need to know those things, but we need to know these things too. Eight percent ask for the order of fifth time. So consider that 80% of prospects say no four times before they say yes. The inference is that eight percent of salespeople are getting 80% of the sales. So are you, if you're listening, are you in that 8% getting 80% of the sales? Having a follow-up system is really, it's a commitment to get it started. But then once you have it set up, it runs itself if you have it set up correctly. And you have it set up automatically in your business, correct? I do. I use Airtable, which is, it's like a spreadsheet thing. I don't know. Somebody shared it with me and I really liked it. My CRM for my host agency probably could do it, but it doesn't talk well with Macs and I have a Mac. So I just gave up on that. (laughs) But I think most people's host agencies have a CRM that will do this for Mm -hmm. them. You just have to take the time to put the information in. I put in the date that I issued the quote and then I have it set up this many days send this email, this many days, send this email. It's an automatic thing. I just have to remember to put it in the air table or, you know, I I know many CRMs have this ability. I was going to say, because um, we use, we use Fennel Gorgeous. So it would be a matter of like, we drop them into a workflow mm-hmm. that sends yep. an email on day one. Wait, if they don't mm-hmm. respond, then send another one. Yeah. Wait, mm-hmm. Travel Joy gives you guys this option. If you guys set it up on your task list, you can put reminders mm-hmm. to send out an email and you could create mm-hmm. an email template. Yeah. There's I mean, that's you can do it in your training. autoresponder. Yeah. That's a whole other thing, but you can't setting it up because because if you can systemize it, one, it's just, it's a great way to be part of that 8%, but without mm-hmm. getting stressed up and doing all mm-hmm. the extra work. And that's why systemizing those things is so mm-hmm. important. That was the key for me to being able to follow through on this, because I am not going to, no matter how many reminders I set or anything like that, I am personally not going to, but setting up the system <laughs> is a whole nother training, right? Right, <laughs> right. That's podcast return number three that we've got you tagged for, Dana. In my system. I have to put them into the confirmed category mm-hmm. after they book. If not, they still get the emails. And I've learned the lesson the hard way. Like the next day, someone's like, your hold is expiring. And they're like, Dana, I deposited. <laughs> like, oops, sorry. <laughs> we need to move you down the pipeline. Fun. Yep. So make sure that you are, you know, when you confirm them, you also confirm them in that because then they get these scary emails. I'm like, yes, my system works too well. But people who are like, 
you know, wait, I thought we, I thought I already deposited this and they're all confused. And I'm like, oh gosh, okay, Dana, pay attention. But the thing is the follow-up strategy is something that you really do need to look at. I know for me, I have closed more sales using this strategy in the past couple of months because I mean, I just learned about this maybe in the May. I knew that following up was important. You know, the sales are in the follow-up. This whole, you know, the five no's and things like that. And I was like, wow, I really need to, I really need to test this. And this is what I, it's so funny. I tell my husband, my husband, who is an actual scientist, I'm like, I experiment with sales and marketing. I am an experimenter. Yes. And he, he just rolls his eyes because, you know, I am not, you know, I'm not scientific or mathematical, but I call I it ABT. Yeah, I call it ABT, always be testing. Yes, we're always testing things out. And so I've been playing with words and language and that's what I do. It's like, I've come up with these like magic phrases. Like the one is my second follow-up, which is when the hold is expiring. So depending on the supplier, it might be, you know, three days, seven days, you know, whatever the, whatever the supplier is. But I have it set up where it says, hi, Crystal. I wanted to let you know your hold is expiring today. Would you like to confirm your room or should I let it go? Well, if you have cricket, I highly recommend that phrase. Should we deposit your room or should I let it go? People always respond. They're like either, oh yes, I'm going to put my deposit through or, oh no, we haven't decided yet. You can let it go. That is like the magic phrase. If you put that in there on the day it's expiring, I don't know, it gets people to respond. At least it gives you an idea of where they are. Some people aren't ready to confirm but also it's like, oh, well, this room is expiring. And I also put some little thing in like any pricing we confirmed will have to be repriced. Mm-hmm. So if somebody is wanting to get that room, they'll deposit it. If not, and but a lot of times they still respond, which solves the crickets problem. Because a lot of times we put out quotes and then we don't hear anything back. Did well, they get my quote? And what that language does, you know, go back to how language is so important. And there is a language to marketing and sales. There is a sense of urgency that needs to be a part of all of our formulas. Mm -hmm. Now, urgency gets a bad rap sometimes because sometimes Mm -hmm. in businesses, like there's like false senses of urgency and there's made up senses of urgency, but everybody needs a reason to act now Mm -hmm. because if any of us has the opportunity to put it off until later, we will. We do. We will. Mm -hmm. Sorry. We just procrastinate things. We get busy. We get tied up Mm -hmm. with kids and our families and our lives and our million other clients and the million other things we have to do with our own businesses. It's the same for your clients. So being Mm -hmm. able to create that, I just thought of that when you said that, that little sense of urgency gives a call to action to act now before Mm -hmm. it's too late. It's not a false sense of urgency. It's not a yucky sales tactic. Mm -hmm. It's a, Hey, this is, this is important. I I put this hold on for you. Yeah. I put this hold on for you. It's going to expire. Wanted to let you know the sense of urgency. And also it's something that belongs to them. It's like right now that's their room. Yes. But if we let it go, might not be your room, even though we know, you know, there might be plenty of rooms, but I put this on hold for you. But sometimes it might be the only room, like the past couple of months, inventory and things like that. Sometimes it was the last room. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it's not, you know, it's like, no, you have to deposit this or you won't get it. (laughs) Like that kind of thing. Actually, if I go back to that same Disney qualifying call, that got me to put down the deposit right there on the call. Like, oh, actually, this is like the other, the other lower category is not even available. It's all booked up. So you might want to just grab this before. Mm -hmm. before it's too late. 
Uh, yes, please book me in that yeah. category. That is a very real issue right now because there's a lot of demand and not a lot of supply at hotels, resorts, because they're still short staffed. So they can't mm-hmm. fill to capacity, mm-hmm. even if they want to. So it really, is, it's an issue we are seeing on our side. Our clients don't know that. I mean, they, it's true. it makes sense to them when you explain it. But they, you're right. They don't know that because I had somebody actually call me the other day because they were working with an agent and they got a quote and they said, this feels high to me. And I took a look at it and I go, actually, I think they got you a really great deal (laughs) because the reality is that currently inventory is low, demand is high. Nobody knows all the things we know that we take for granted regularly. You have to take yourself out of the agent role and think of yourself as a client. Mm -hmm. And that's hard for us because we live in our echo chambers because we're in all the travel agent groups on social media and then we follow all the travel people. So it's like, it's all we see. Mm -hmm. That's not what our clients are seeing. They're, you know, blissfully unaware mostly. Yep. So following up. And then the last part is closing. Like I said, in my emails, I say, here's how you deposit. That's a call to action. That's a call to close. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people don't want to ask for that sale. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of mindset with that. It's a lot of fear that someone's going to say no. Mm-hmm. Fear that, you know, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm bothering them. There's a lot of these negative things that we have going in our head. And actually a really good book, this is completely off topic, but John Acuff Soundtracks is about this. And I'm reading it right now. And it's excellent because it's about those things we keep telling ourselves over and over again. It's like a soundtrack in our head. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a very common soundtrack travel agents have is I'm bothering them. You know, I don't want to, I don't want them to think I'm aggressive or I don't want them to say no. Like Babe Ruth says, don't let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. You have to Like in baseball, you have to go up and you have to swing. You're going to strike out more times Mm -hmm. than you're going to hit a home run. But for that one home run, you have a lot of striking out to do. And that's how it is in sales. We are going to be told no over and over and over again. If you're not being told at least five times a week, you need to be asking for the sale more (laughs) because not everybody's going to be that magical unicorn client that tells you exactly what they want and what they want. They don't do that. There are the unicorns and we love them because they make life a lot easier. We don't have all unicorns. We have people who have lives and they're not quite sure what they want. It's a whole lot of patience, a whole lot of waiting, but a whole lot of asking too and making sure. And that kind of the closing goes in with the following up because you are inviting them to mm-hmm. book and make the next step. Because if you follow up and you don't tell them how to book, well, then that kind of defeats the purpose of following up a little bit. It can still respond back, but you have to be explicit. You have to give them the instructions of how to take the next step. People are not going to assume. Nobody will infer anything from anyone. We have way too much going on in our heads. Nobody is going to read your mind. We have to give them the instructions. And even though you gave them the instructions in the quote, they don't remember. They can't find the quote. They didn't read it. They didn't read it. They didn't read it. You know, you can even copy and paste from the message they're replying to and say, here's how you deposit. Just leave it. You have to do things over and over again. And it's not because you're being an aggressive salesperson. It's not that. It's just that people are so busy and so preoccupied that they forget or they don't read the whole email. How many people have a friend that don't read any of the emails and they just rely on you 
to have all the information because, oh, I don't read that. I don't read emails. The best example is I was, I was actually doing a handoff for a client. I had an inquiry, not a good fit, but I said, you know, I've got another agent friend, great fit for you. I really think they're going to take so much better care of you. So I do the email to do the handoff. My agent friend responds to the client and says, I cannot wait to work with you. I have all these destination weddings going out this week. So I, but let's schedule a time next Monday. And he replies back, I can't wait to work with you. Let's get something on the books this week. My agent friend laughs. She goes, clearly reading, reading is his strong suit. And I said, it's not, but it's not just that. That's so normal. You guys normally they're only halfway paying attention. There's assumptions on what you're going to say. And so many people have never worked with a travel agent before. They don't know how this works. Mm -hmm. And you need to have patience. This is a long game. Yes. It is not for the weak of heart. No. You know, like you have to do things that are going to scare you because those are the things that are going to bring you to the next level. When you're comfortable, that means you're not challenging yourself enough and you're not going to grow. If something makes you a little scared, then that's what you have to do. Because that little feeling in your stomach that, you know, gives you a little anxiety, that's the good anxiety that makes you grow. Anxiety isn't all bad and fear isn't all bad, but you have to do those things that scare you and take a deep breath and just do it. Yeah. Like going live on Facebook. I mean, that's a whole nother marketing thing. You have to be able to talk to when no one is showing up in order to have 20 people on your next one. You have to start somewhere and you have to ask for the sale. You have to get told no five times before they'll say yes. And it's not anything against you. I think that's another thing. We take things personally. Oh, I must've said something wrong or, oh, you know, I might've offended that. No, it it really is. People have so much going on in their lives. Mm -hmm. It's like with the school picture form, it is sitting on the kitchen table. I know the picture date is November 11th. (laughs) I know I need to send that paper in. I want to get the pictures. I want to buy the pictures. I'm not avoiding it because I don't want to buy them. It's just, I keep forgetting. Now I need a deadline. November 10th, I'll fill it out because I know it needs to go in the next day. But it's just sitting there, even though I could like, you know, be all on top of things and have it all done and ready. But I I still have until next Wednesday to do it. (laughs) You know, So it just sits there. And that's how clients are too. They need a deadline. It's true. It's true. And they need to be invited to the next step. They need clear directions on where to go next, what the next steps are, how to work with you, how this works going forward. And they need to be told over and over. Y'all, I'm doing a Disney cruise for my mom's 60th birthday. I don't know how many times I have to tell her how to do the invoice, (laughs) approve the invoice. Every time she has to approve an invoice, we're on the phone where I'm walking her through how to approve the invoice. It's just part of it, guys. It's just part of it. My mom is the lowest common denominator. Like she's the average client. She is Mm -hmm. not super tech savvy. Paying invoices online is very new and different. We Mm -hmm. have to remember this. This is not something that's super intuitive and people are leery of doing that Mm -hmm. sort of stuff online because of all of the scammy things that are out there. Exactly. People who are in your world, who have never been a part of your world before, they are coming into this with a little bit of hesitation on putting credit card numbers online and how does this work? How do I know this is right? So having clear processes stepped out in that closing Mm -hmm. part and just really helping bring it Mm -hmm. over the finish line, super valuable and important. Absolutely. Yes. Well, I think that is a beautiful place to wrap it up. So just to remind everybody, 
when you're trying to bring that thing from quote to close, remember, qualify, follow up and close. Don't forget to ask for the sale. Don't forget to actually ask them for the next step. Dana, thank you so you're welcome. So much. We thank are linking out. Me. Oh gosh, we love having you. <laughs> it's not going to be the last time. I have a feeling. We are going to link in the show notes everywhere that you can find Dana, including her Grits Cut Schools programs, her Facebook group, all of the things that she do. Dana and I are really excited to be collaborating on a new project, the Travel Agent Business Bundle, which will be available on Black Friday. And there's going to be a link to the wait list for that. If you want more information, there's a link to that in the show notes. So Dana, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. It's been great talking sales. I can talk this all day. (laughs) (laughs) And we probably would if we gave it the opportunity. That's why I think there's going to be a multiple part to all of this. I was taking notes. I'm like, I need to have her back to talk about this. And we should have her back to talk about that. Thank you so much to all you listeners out there. Have an excellent week. Go ask for the sale. Go follow up. Go follow up with your people today. That's your homework. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Take a screenshot and share it on social media, and be sure to tag us at Kinship Travel Academy or hashtag TravelBizCEO. And if you loved us, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. If you are a home-based travel advisor looking for community and support, we invite you to check out Kinship CEO Membership. Kinship CEO membership is for travel agents looking for education and support in business, marketing, and mindset. Members get access to past and future courses, monthly coaching calls, and our private community of agents. The love of travel just isn't enough. You have to have solid business foundations, marketing strategies, and a healthy mindset to make it. And that's why we teach all three. You can find us at kinshiptravelacademy.com slash KTA membership to learn more. Here's to you. We'll see you at the next level.